Welcome to episode number, let's check here, 38 of Geek This Podcast. I am one of the three hosts that you have for this podcast. I'm Dave Clements, and um, David and Mike aren't going to be in this episode because, well, they've got busy lives. So um, my buddy, Mr. Daniel Butcher from Welcome to Level 7, decided, hey, let's talk about the one thing that the two of us love that our cohorts in podcasting don't love and that would be Deadpool the Merc with the mouth so um, welcome Daniel thank you sir for inviting me to this lovely evening well I'm I'm excited that you're here um listeners might remember you from the takeover episode that you did with Matt Anderson where you talked about the Lego movie and talked about how bad it was um, yeah it's it's horrible it's horrible I, I know you don't agree but it's horrible right Right. And I know for the people who are sitting in front of us, it was even more horrible since we were all, all the four adults in my group were talking throughout it. So, <laughs> and the really, really, really bad thing is, is um, we just recently in the house got the Lego movie, Lego game. Oh yeah, and it's like entire scenes from the movie, and I love the Lego video games. And this Lego movie game is so bland. It is so blah. That's the and my kids love it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry that you have to put up with that. I'll survive. They're good kids. Well, that's good. Um, so, yeah, let's... Um, I think people know enough about you and your podcast because I think we probably mentioned Welcome to Level 7 on every other episode. Um. But, I mean, if you want to talk about it now, or you can talk about it at the end of the episode. I was talking about it at the end, but I okay. think we're finally evened out, because you've been on Welcome to Level 7 twice, yes. and now I think I've been here twice, but only once with you. Right. Right. So, yeah. Now nobody needs to be jealous about anything. Well, except for David and the new guy, who refuses to change his name to David, no matter how many times I ask. Well, you gotta know Mike. It really just fits his personality. I'd feel better if it was a David. Then we'd all be confused, because there's really no other nicknames for David other than Dave. Big D! Eh, that would work. Okay, that could work. Well, what if you get David Hunt could be D.H.? Well, no, because, see, in my wife's family, that's that's an abbreviation for a, um, a not-nice nickname. Uh, and you could be D.C.? Well, see, I thought about that, too, but I'm not a big DC Comics guy, uh, and I want to well, confuse people. Yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> so let's talk about the other big D, um, Deadpool. Um, I don't... How did we even... I think... How did we even come up with this this thing? I think we've just kind of communicated over Facebook and comments um, on podcasts about how great Deadpool is. Yeah, I think you've mentioned here on Geek This you, how much you like Deadpool. Yeah. And your your co-host, David Hunt at least, has always seemed kind of like, eh, you know, Deadpool. Right. And uh, Welcome to Level 7, I've mentioned Deadpool a few times because we did an episode, for example, where we talked about like all the past Marvel movies. And, of course, you have to talk about Deadpool when you talk about Wolverine Origin. Right. And, of course, my co-host, Ben, is uh, Deadpool Allergic. So I think he actually begins to turn red and his tongue swells when I mention the name Deadpool. I've wondered, because he seems to like... Well, I, I've mentioned it when I've been on, on your show that 
um, he just seems to want to change the topic so quick, and I don't, I, I still have yet to understand that. So I guess that's a good explanation. Well, and I do get it. I do understand that for some people, Deadpool is not something that they would personally choose because there is some rough edges. And when I say rough edges and things that visually may not be appealing, I, I just got done a few weeks ago with reading Deadpool number 26. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there's an image of someone who got killed. And it's it's a pretty graphic, brutal image. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I won't say who it was that got killed. Okay. But it's a historical figure, and there's many, many holes in them. <laughs> and then there's, I think for some people, that they have issues with Deadpool because he does do a lot of killing. Mm-hmm. So he can be very morally ambiguous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, you know, when you read some of these stories, yeah, I, I read a story in uh, Deadpool 27, which we'll talk about later, about one of the wives. And, and you kind of read through the story and you're like, but wouldn't the police come after him <laughs> in real life? You know, I understand that they only gave the team here five pages, but it does seem a little dicey. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh... It, it was weird, you, you know, when we were talking and you said, let's talk about why we love Deadpool. I've, it's weird. I don't know that I absolutely can can name one reason why I like Deadpool so much. I think um, it's more because uh, he seems like a character that should be off limits, like that should only appear in like the Max books or, you know... Um, you know the the books in the back of the comic book shop you know that you're not supposed to mess with um because he's super violent he's he's not like the rest of the marvel universe um so for whatever reason that was appealing to me um and i mean then once i started reading it i i realized it's he's actually really funny and um uh, i like the balance of you know he's an anti-hero and he's an idiot, but is he an idiot? But is he an idiot? Yeah. So I think right there, that's one of the chief things that appeals to me about Deadpool, is that he's not too serious. Right. I mean, he's somebody who breaks through the third wall, and he he talks to you, the reader. Yeah. And he's letting you in on the joke. Yeah, that's... I, I've always thought that was great. Like, I mean, I think that's the one thing that most people know about Deadpool um, but I really appreciate it because no other character does that. I mean, we have like wit and humor with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, um, but not like Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool reminds characters, you know, you are in a piece of fiction and, um, and they, they're like, what, who are you talking to? That, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and I think it's just, it's fantastic. You know, and what the crazy thing is when you talk about the work work of fiction, I believe it's Deadpool Deadpool Kill Illustrated, where he's like going through works of fiction, killing them. Oh yeah, I I think I read the first issue of that. Yeah, he, he like discovers you know I'm a fictional character, and so are these other people, and I want to die, and the only way for me to die is to kill all the archetypes. Right. So I'm going to go through all these important at works of fiction and kill them all. <laughs> And he's talking to you about it as he goes through it. He's trying to kill things like, you know, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> um, which, you know, maybe some sophomores in high school would have liked to have done it themselves. <laughs> I like Tom. I like Tom Sawyer. 
That was me. I'm not dissing Tom. Um, well, let's back up just for a second, because um, I'm going to say there's nobody that listens to our show that doesn't know who Deadpool is, but I just want to give like a quick little recap of who he is, um, super quick. It, um, I pulled this from ComicVine.com because I thought this was maybe one of the best summaries of who he is. Um, but they wrote, Wade Wilson, that's his name, is a former test subject of the Weapon X program, possessing a regenerative healing factor like that of Wolverine, as well as an unstable compiling of other Weapon X experiments. Deadpool's powers and personality traits combine to make a wild, mentally unstable, and unpredictable mercenary. Deadpool is a former member of X-Force, a self-professed member of the X-Men and Avengers, and has recently joined the Thunderbolts. The Merc with a Mouth is infamous for breaking the fourth wall. So, that's, I mean, that's really all you have to know about Deadpool, that he likes tacos. Oh, he loves tacos. <laughs> well, and, and there's some things that are in there that I think should, we can build on. So why Weapon X? So Wade Wilson was a mercenary. So even before he got powers, he was a mercenary, but he got cancer. And so he went to Weapon X and, because they promised him a cure for his cancer. And basically what they did is they bonded Wolverine's healing factor onto his DNA. But he still has cancer. Right. And that's why um, underneath his mask, his very Spider-Man looking mask, when you when you take off his clothes, which, you know, you can see all the time, he's covered in sores and he's not a very handsome guy because the cancer is still eating away at his body. But his healing factor keeps it from making him critical. It just doesn't make him pretty. Right. And then you mentioned X-Force. Deadpool's not a not a mutant, but he's often associated with the mutants, like being a member of X Force, because of the fact that he has a a artificially imposed mutant ability. So you get like all the mutant fun without like all the registration act stuff. <laughs> so, yep, yep, yep. Good times, good times. Yeah, he's like Wolverine, really, really ugly. Well, Wolverine's not that great looking either. I know. <laughs> uh, um, so, what was your first experience with Deadpool? Um, I honestly can't remember. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think back. It may have been in like some some older short story. There was a time where I was kind of really interested in the Weapon X stuff that was coming out, and Deadpool was one of those names. And then when you look through some of those guys that are Weapon X guys, he kind of stood out to me because of the fact that he is, just like we talked about, he's not so serious. Mm-hmm. He's a funny he's a funny character who does funny stuff. And beca- and if you get the right actor with who he is, it is, it is comedy gold. Um, my first... I really... I don't really remember the first time I saw Deadpool or anything like that but I think the first time that he appealed to me um, was when uh, just a couple years ago when they did uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe um, which kind of goes back to the um, it looked like a book that should be off limits to me because I knew it was like a really graphic violent book but I was really interested in um, what this could mean and uh, yeah I just fell in love with the humor that was in that book 
Um, I mean, but, but do you think when you look at that story, mm-hmm. do you think that part of the reason he appealed to you was because of wish fulfillment? Because in that story, he does something that you really don't get to see in other stories, which is he kills everyone. Yeah. I mean, if there's a hero, he's going <laughs> to kill him. Right. And you, there's no way you can get that in a regular Marvel 616. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just that I, I keep coming back to that. I don't know for sure why I love Deadpool so much. There's Every time I, I read something... Um, that he's in, I always pick up something new. I mean, it always comes back to he's funny and he's an idiot, but is he an idiot? Um, but yeah, I, I just love Deadpool. <laughs> You're thinking hard. I, I am. It's... It hurts my brain. It really does because I can't. I can't just pin down one thing. Um, but I. See, yeah. Go ahead. I don't think he's an idiot. Okay. I think there's two things going on. I I think he uses the humor and the coming off as an idiot stuff as a mask to cover his pain. Hmm. Because let's be let's be honest about this. He's not a looker. And in the Marvel 616, there's a lot of heroes that are lookers. And a lot of heroes that always get the girl. Right. And again, I know we're not going to talk about uh, Deadpool 27 yet. But, I mean, really, this is him actually getting the girl in many ways in Deadpool 27. Mm-hmm. A lot of times he doesn't when he shows his real face. Just because his looks don't sell to the, to the ladies. There's also the fact that he's got a lot about his past that he doesn't even remember or know. I mean, there's a lot of stories where it becomes really clear hmm. fast that he's been his brain has been tampered with a ton. Hmm. And then he, again, not an idiot. There's things he does that are idiot, and I know that I've brought this up before. There's an episode, an, episode, an issue, and I believe it has Domino in it, where he, uh, <laughs> he he's just making pancakes. And he's like building like thousands, he's just making like thousands and thousands of pancakes and throwing them on the floor. And then like 10 pages later, somebody falls through a skylight right on top of the pancakes. <laughs> and he's like, that's so Deadpool. Uh-huh. And he knew it was going to happen. He, he, he's the one who set up, set up the situation to that it was going to occur. Uh, and come on, somebody who's stupid is not going to be able to do it. <laughs> right. And finally, you know, because he's not a pretty guy and he's not a likable guy because he kills a lot of people, I think he uses humor to actually get people to like him. Yeah. Well, and, well, I, I feel like maybe I'm kind of like that sometimes. It, depending on, on the, in the setting that I'm in. Um, I'm quite the ham. So, I, I get, that's, that's it. That's it right there. I use humor so that people like me. I think that, that might be the reason I love Deadpool. You know, I can understand that. Do you do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? An introvert. See, I consider myself an introvert too, and I'm very very fine just being at home with my family, and I'm very very comfortable. But I often joke that, like, when I go somewhere for a meeting, I want to make sure that people laugh twice and I say something smart once. I like and that. It, 
and and really that's you know that's how i i know that you know people might have remembered that i was there <laughs> but i mean it's that's what and that's why i think maybe a deadpool does appeal to me mm-hmm. and why i don't think he's an idiot but he's using it to mask something mm-hmm. because i know that when i'm using humor a lot of times when it's not like my immediate friends and family mm-hmm. that i'm using it to mask the fact that you know i'm an introvert and this isn't exactly my favorite place to be right at the moment wow we just got really deep there this is geek this isn't it a deep cast i i guess i mean come on <laughs> it's not like we're gonna i'm gonna whisper in your ear hell hydra or something i mean oh don't go there all the places will go. Oh man! Yeah, I got a whole list of reasons why I want it, why I like Deadpool. You want you want another one? Yes, go right ahead. The hero's journey. So when you look at the early, some of the Joe Kelly stuff, I'm not talking about the Rob Liefeld stuff, you know, his creator, but the Joe Kelly stuff. Mm-hmm. Really, what a lot of that is, and what some of the ones af- writers after him do, is Deadpool is a villain who wants to be a good guy. And my, my co-host, uh, Ben Avery, all the time makes the comment that a villain believes that they're the hero in their story. So when you look at the early Deadpool stuff, he really is a villain who's changing and turning and being redeemed. And he really is someone who realizes, hey, I'm a bad guy, but I want to be the hero in my story. And so he actually does things to try to make himself a hero. Despite the fact that a lot of people don't believe him because, A, he looks horrible and he kills a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, see, that's the thing about Deadpool, though, is that, I mean, I know you've, you've got a list, but he's a lot deeper of a character than I think people realize. Um, you know, I mean, you say Hero's Journey, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I've been, I've been reading that in whatever issues I'm I'm reading I'm seeing him want to be the hero and and all that and it makes sense but you really have to dig deep into his stories and learn more about his character to to bring that stuff up um yeah yeah cuz you're right if you just read pick up just one single issue mm-hmm. if you pick up Deadpool 27 you know the wedding issue mm-hmm. It, it's going to at times seem obscene and cheesy and not necessarily make a whole lot of sense about why are some people saying this or people saying that. Mm-hmm. But when you get like an entire arc going and you see the, the stuff going on, again, his whole, the recent Deadpool versus S.H.I.E.L.D. arc, he's got an, a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent inside his head. And there's times where it's like, okay, this is just stupid because she like takes him to a movie and he doesn't want to see it, so he shoots himself in the head. So he doesn't have to see it. And there's an issue of the Thunderbolts recently where he shoots himself in the head because he doesn't want to deal with travel. And you're like, this is just stupid. But then if you go through that entire arc, you also get like all these interactions like between him and Agent Preston in his head where she's like deeply concerned for his mental health. Not because he's crazy and stupid, but because there's all this dark baggage that he's carrying. Yeah. And I mean, she's actually concerned, you know, if I'm no longer in your brain, who's going to babysit you? Hmm. And, it, and it's like the entire Daniel Way run, the entire point of that run is Deadpool's trying to kill himself. <laughs> which he can't do, because he's got Wolverine's healing ability. Right. So, I mean, there's some dark, dark, dark stuff. 
see, now I feel like I have to go back and read even more. Because um, I really did try and read today before we before we recorded. Um, but man, there's there's just so much to this guy. And I'm loving him more the more we talk about him. See, what I would do, and it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but for you, I'd go back and read that Daniel Way run, which is the pre-now run. Okay. And because the thing is, is like every one of those arcs is like him interacting with a different superhero and him trying to redeem himself. So there's like a, there's a story where he's like fighting Wolverine and there's a story where he tries to help the X-Men and there's a story where uh, I believe him and Captain America interact. So it's really cool because you get to see him kind of play off these other heroes but you also get to watch him kind of go through this journey of, I want to be the good guy. I want to be the hero in the story. What does, why can't the world accept that I'm the hero? Is it because I'm horribly disfigured? Probably. Hmm. Is it because I kill people? Maybe. <laughs> wow. So what else do you have? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a writer, you can do anything with Deadpool. Hmm. Anything. Because of the fact that he's not too serious. Uh, I mean, like Captain America, you always have to treat him a certain way. You know what I mean? He yeah. always has to be Captain America. But with Deadpool, you can make him a jester. You can make him the dark guy. You can make him the murderer. You can make him the hero. And it all is still Deadpool. And the story that proved this to me is the first arc in Marvel now of Deadpool is Deadpool versus zombie presidents. That was... Oh, that is actually one of my favorite arcs that I've read. Now, when you sat down and you saw what it was about, didn't you sit and think to yourself, this is going to be the stupidest thing of all time? Absolutely. And then there's like part of you that's like, I'm an American. I'm patriotic. This is going to be so icky. Mm-hmm. But by the time he's boxing Abraham Lincoln in the ring, you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even Goose Ben Franklin makes plenty of sense. I mean, it's it's historically accurate. But really, you know, you could do anything. If you're a comedy writer, you can make Deadpool funny. Right. And if you're a dramatic writer, you can make him dramatic. And he will go any way you need him to go for your story. So, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, he overcomes handicaps. Interesting. He's horribly disfigured in a world in which looks matter. He overcomes that on a daily basis. In Deadpool 27, he's overcoming it. His wives, most of them, are gorgeous. He overcomes it. And he overcomes his mental disabilities. Because he is mentally and emotionally and spiritually broken and yet for some reason he has friends like blind owl that are like very very loyal to him yeah. i mean even taskmaster very loyal he can have a functional relationship mm-hmm. and at the end of the day aren't we all a little broken right so again earlier we were talking about pouring ourselves into deadpool this is another place where i pour myself into deadpool because you know i've got problems i've got broken things that i need to fix too and it's nice to have a reminder that you can overcome them and i'm nowhere near as horribly disfigured as deadpool 
Um, I, you know, I'm not as handsome as you, but you know, I'm doing all right. I, I don't know that I'd go that far, but no. My my co-host Ben Avery just say, "Well, he wouldn't say, it, but he might think that I was a hot mess." So, you know, but it's good to know that somebody else who's broken and um, hurts and has pain that he overcomes and can actually function. Yeah. And it sometimes is carrying around giant sacks of dirty, dirty monies. <laughs> so, those are the reasons I love Deadpool. Those are fantastic reasons. Uh, and they were deep, and I think that is that is fantastic. That is one thing that um, I can admit about our show is we don't go deep enough with... Um, whether it's a movie review or talking about characters or anything like that. And and I've wanted to do more of that, and I'm really glad that this is where it starts. Um, because, and, and I said this earlier, you know, Deadpool is one of those characters that people just think is an idiot, and they write him off. Um, and we keep bringing Ben up. We should have just, well, he wouldn't have taken this call anyway. But, um... I did offer him earlier tonight, but I believe he has a, a prior engagement. Oh, whatever. And Ben is a fantastic gentleman. Yes, he is. He is. He is. But again, this is one character flaw that I, you know, I have to come on Geek This to be able to talk about Deadpool. And you're more than welcome to. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm kind of hoping that this conversation, especially the past few minutes, um, the people go, yeah, I, I think I want to check him out. Um based off of what you've said, you know, that he's a lot deeper of a character than um, even I thought he was. Um, now, granted, I haven't read as much Deadpool as you have, um, but, uh, you know, he's still a really fantastic character, and the more that, the more you bring up, the more I want to read of him. Well, and the thing to remember is comic books really are a reflection. I mean, they're literature. And in most literature, you can learn something, hopefully. And the other thing about comic books is because of the fact they're archetypes and they're condensed in less than 30 pages, you've got to move those messages fast. Right. And, and I have found that you can learn all sorts of things from comic books. And I know that there's comic books you're like, oh, that's a deep, deep book. That, you know, there's a lot being said there. But the thing is, is you can learn a lot from Batman. Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot from Iron Man in just 30 pages or less. Yeah. And, and I'll argue you can learn a lot from Deadpool. Because, again, there's so much stuff going on with him with emotions and physical de- ailments and, and, I mean, the relationship stuff. I mean, there's so much going on with relationships throughout these books because of the fact that you know, he's a broken person. Yeah. And, and, and it says a lot, for example, Blind Al, there's, an, there's a story in a line where Deadpool completely freaks out at one point. And he sticks Blind Al, who is a blind, female, a, a blind elderly lady, in a room basically full of weapons and torture devices. And it's like her punishment room. And Blind Al, who's like so confident all the time, is suddenly like, emotionally turned off, physically scared, and like warning people, don't do not do anything. And, it, and it's a room where all she has to do is basically, I think, stand up and walk out. 
Um, but then you're not, you know, like, why does she stay with him? Because she's obviously been in this room, and she obviously could walk around any time, or walk away any time that she wants to, even though he threatens to kill her. You know he's not. Right. Uh, and he's mean to her, but yet she's so loyal to him, and she wants to fix him and redeem him and help him, and and she cares for him like she he's her kid, even though he's completely insulting to her constantly. Right. So, uh, so much in comic books. Oh yeah, they're not just silly books. They're not just silly books. Yes, I, that I've been trying to tell my dad that for the past few years that I've really been reading them, but he doesn't want to listen to me. Doggone it! Yeah. <sighs> what you gonna do? Nah, I don't know. <sighs> I'd cut off his head, but he's my dad. <laughs> well, and then two more will come up, so. <sighs> That's what we're learning, aren't we? Yep. Oh, that's what we're learning. Okay, so where do you want to go from here? Um, you had mentioned wanting to talk about Marvel now, um, and then the issue twenty-seven, the wedding. Um, where'd you like to go from here, sir? Well, so we're in this era of Marvel now. Are we, are we in the all-new Marvel now? Now. It depends on what you're reading, but technically, I think we are in all-new Marvel now. Yeah, so well, currently Deadpool's being written by two comedy writers. Um, Brian, I don't know if I mispronounced the name, uh, Jerry Dugan and Brian Prashan. And Prashan is somebody who you would recognize if you saw him because he's, he's a comedian. He's in a lot of stuff. Big guy with a beard, balding. Um, and he, these two right at the moment, I'll argue they're killing with Deadpool. I know you've read The Dead Presidents. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you agree? Oh, yeah. They're killing it? Oh, yeah. Well, killing is definitely... Yeah, it's definitely a a good term to use. Oh, that's Brian Posen. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you definitely... He's... Okay. um, Every listener to this show would recognize him the minute they see a picture. Oh, yeah. Bald, beard, the, the rectangular glasses. He's he's kind of monotone when he talks. Um, Super, super tall. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that was him. I love so him even more now. Here's the craziness. Google Scott adds it. A-D-S-I-T. Do, 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 do. And get his IMDb, IMDb page, and you'll instantly recognize him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was... If, um, if he's your friends, tell everybody who he is. Uh, he played uh, Pete on 30 Rock. That's what That's what I know him from. They wrote him into um, Deadpool. Really? As a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. It might not be in uh, Unlimited yet. But he is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent now, and he's Agent Adsit. Awesome. And and, uh, you saw at the beginning of uh, Deadpool 27 that there's two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, a female one African-American. That's Agent Preston, who's been in Deadpool's head for about... Well, since Dead Presidents. Yeah. And then Agent Adzit, who's been trying to get Preston out of his head, out of Deadpool's head. So how cool is it? You know, you have the right friends, and before you know it, you're a shit. That's crazy. Here's what I heard. You need to, they need to cast Adzit on Tuesday night oh, for one episode. And then oh. it'd be like full circle. Oh, man. That would be great. So, so they're doing some they're doing some cool things that sound like they're really lame at first because we've got this zombie dead president arc, 
where a necromancer raises all of the dead presidents of the United States, and Deadpool has to kill them all. And then there's an, an an arc in which they've written, which is in my mind very dark, and I don't know if you've read that one yet because it's I don't know if it's an unlimited, where we discovered that Deadpool his entire life is being harvested. Mm-mm, I don't so, think I've read that yet. Yeah, he's being harvested uh, for his DNA because someone is basically making heroes in I want to say North Korea off the top of my head, um, trying to give them their own hero but there's all these kidnapped villains and there's like versions of like some of our favorite marvel heroes that are deadpoolish in their looks so you've got a nightcrawler but he's covered in like deadpool sores and then my favorite arc has been a deadpool versus shield in which a deadpool goes and he's fighting shield because he's trying to a get agent preston out of his head because she died spoiler (laughs) but uh Agent Gorman, the guy who uh, hired him to kill all the zombie dead presidents, never paid it. Right. So he's got to get his dirty, dirty monies from S.H.I.E.L.D. And here's my favorite part and why it's my favorite arc. The agent who comes in at one point to help Deadpool get his monies is good old A.C. Phil Coulson. (laughs) So it's it's fantastic because you get you get Coulson probably written right for the first time in the comics in Marvel Six One Six, which is the mainline Marvel universe, where he's actually like telling puns and jokes and quips and maybe a little bit too dirty of quips in my mind, um, interacting with Deadpool. And so I've got two of my favorite characters finally in screen time together. That's great. I cannot wait to read that. Oh, it's great. And and I you may have sent it to me at one point, but you've got a great cover shot where Deadpool is basically in a Lola like car mm-hmm. and he's firing like a rocket at a helicarrier. Yep. It is it is a fantastic, beautiful image that I keep on my desktop so that I can look at it whenever I want to. That's great. Oh. And where am I now are we going? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Great life. Oh man, so good. So let's let's jump into issue twenty-seven. It's the wedding. It was announced. Oh man, when was it announced? Like October of last year. Yeah, all I can remember is when it was announced. They said, "Hey, we're doing this." Yeah. Um, and like they slowly, like they released, you know, part of the the cover and Deadpool's wife uh, she's got the veil over her face nobody knows who it is people had guesses I don't I don't remember reading what any of those were but I remember hearing people say oh I know who it is um did you have any idea who it was I thought because of what was going on in the Marvel with the Deadpool Infinite comic that it might have been like the daughter of Dracula or something because he's been fighting as Deadpool likes to call it Dracula's right for over in the infinite comic okay see and i've not read any of those so i had no yeah. idea definitely yeah, surprised. I, I read the first one and and so his actual wife who i don't think we should spoil i'll be honest i didn't know who she was i was that he married i i didn't know i don't know but they love it, each other it's tied into the draculas and he does yeah exactly loves loves but it's the cover everybody talks about this cover 
Um, oh, yeah. They say there's 236 characters in here. Guinness has said it's 224, and they gave him a Guinness World Record for this cover because it's, to be honest, when I look at this cover, the only people missing are, where's my Nick Furies and where's my AC? Right. And it's a beautiful, beautiful cover. And, and what's ironic is some of these guys, you know, when you read the comic, you know, like Wolverine, he's in this story. Right. Even though he's up here as a best man. And you see Cable, and you got the entire Cable and Deadpool run. So in, in uh, 26, Cable makes an appearance in Marvel Now when they fight Tom Traveling Hitler, which doesn't isn't as, as crazy as it sounds. Okay, it's crazy. Um... But yeah, I mean, you, and you get these great call-outs because you got like Lady Deadpool and the Deadpool dog and, yeah. you know, uh, b- b- evil Deadpool. Because, yeah, that's right. There's an evil Deadpool. Yep. Uh, and for my buddy Ben, there's Man-Thing. I mean, this cover, I'm expecting that this cover is going to be one of those things that like 10 years from now, people are going to have it as a uh, lithograph up in their room. Because it, it's it's literally a who's who of the Marvel Universe minus S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a great cover. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of people online, just as I was kind of going through stuff, um, getting really upset. Like, oh, are there more people on this cover than are on what? I don't know. I think there was a couple DC covers, another Marvel cover. And, and uh, I'm just like, I don't care. It's a really cool cover. Um, but yeah, uh, let's let's move past the cover. Um, obviously, this is the wedding issue, um, and that's kind of your main story. Do you have any favorite moments from this story? Yeah, in the story, I liked seeing that Deadpool still has a connection with Agent Preston. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing, like you just said, that the bride actually does appear to care for him, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really, really cool because a lot of times with women in Deadpool, he's they're attempting to manipulate him. Mm-hmm. And right at the moment, I mean, I feel like they got married for a reason, probably to protect her from the Draculas, but... I do think she really does care for him, and she sees past, you know, the sores. And when you look at you look at him in here, you know, you see them doing their dance. It's not like he's wearing his mask. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with Deadpool, I, I, there's a there's a great issue where he's really really depressed. And a sequence of an issue in the past. I want I want to say it was right at the beginning of the Shield arc, maybe, where he's like sitting in his room just eating tacos and watching bad TV. And people keep calling him, and then once, at one point, he, like, pulls on the Deadpool mask, and then he's ready to take the phone because now he's Deadpool. Mm. And, you know, you, you look here at the at the wedding dance, and he's happy, and he's smiling, and he's not wearing red. He's not wearing a hood. Right. He's just, he's a guy. He's Wade Wilson here. Well, and I noticed that, too, when um, he's, he's getting um, ready uh, he's getting in his tux and everything, which he makes a really fun joke, you know. Um, he says something like, um, I can grope somebody just fine, but I can't tie a tie. And I, I had to look that up because I was like, what in the world is that word? Basically, it's just um, any kind of, or just strangling somebody. 
It's another word for strangling somebody. So it's a really funny joke, but it's funny you're seeing him get ready, you know, with Nightcrawler and Wolverine and um, I can't even remember who else is in there. Um, I think Cable's one of the Cable's guys. in there. Yeah. Uh, the, ne the Necromancer's in there. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like Preston's uh, wife, you know, Preston's uh, son and husband are in there. Right, that's, that's who it is. That's what that conversation was. I, I, I couldn't figure out who it was. Um, well, and well, what's funny about that is you talk about the joke here. I'll spoil this a little bit. Uh, Preston's son says, "What's a Garrett?" Mm -hmm. And and the father, who but you don't know this, he's not a Shield agent. And he says, "It's a surprise, Ty son." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's good stuff, and he's comfortable and he's relaxed. I mean, in many ways, this story is an anti-Deadpool story because for most of it, it's very, very comedy. Yeah. Well, and see, that's, I just, while I was reading it, I'm like, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. When he, When is he going to put the hood back on? And when is something going to happen? That's all I asked myself throughout the entire issue. Um, but, I mean, spoiler, nothing really happens to, to screw anything up except for some rain. Which somebody takes care of. Right. Uh, well, and, but your point's well made. There's at least, you know, the ending, they make, you know, did they live happily ever after is kind of an open piece. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, there's this question there. Is Deadpool going to have a good day? Because in a lot of issues, Deadpool doesn't have good days. I mean, he has a lot of tacos, and that might be a good day for him, but it's... Money runs through his hands pretty quick, right? You know, because you need hideouts, and you need weapons, and you need, you know, you got to keep blind Al and whatever cigarette she's smoking. Um, so there's a lot of bad days for Deadpool. Right. But this this episode, this little story, is really in many ways a good day. Mm -hmm. um, and when you look at the people who are willing to come, I mean, between Captain America and Wolverine. Those are two guys that he um, has tangled with. Now, Wolverine knows him from the X-Force days, but again, he's tangled with those guys. Cable's there. Cable in Deadpool's origin, he was there to kill Cable. And he's there in the room. And he's definitely one of Deadpool's best friends. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see all the people that show up. Um, now, I didn't, I didn't shed a tear or anything, but... It felt good to see him having a good day. It, it was, it was beautiful. I don't think anybody could ever say that about a Deadpool issue or anything. But this was beautiful. No. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, <laughs> the future. Yeah. The okay. future. And, and, and what you don't know, uh, David, is this ultimatum group. Mm -hmm. Which is gonna, you know, is all it's a hyphenated, not a hyphenated, it's, you know, it's like Shield. It's got a dot after every letter. Right. They just tried to. Uh, this is who he just tangled with. So they definitely, definitely have issues since he, you know, killed an entire carrier full of terrorists. <laughs> he was working some things out. So just right. say. So. Uh. But then after that, we get these how many stories? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, oh, wow. ten stories. All about five pages apiece about the other wives of Deadpool. 
See, I, I wish I would have read these because I didn't. I was bad. I didn't read them. Well, you read about half of them, right? No, no. I just read the main, the main part because I just had to pick up the book today, so I'm awful. No. The great thing about these stories, though, is they're all written by former Deadpool writers. Okay. So all of the, all of this cast. So you've got Duggan and Pushon each writing their own individual story, and they're all again five pages a piece. But guys like Joe Kelly, Christopher Priest, uh, Gail Simone, Daniel Way, they all have been uh, significant Deadpool writers at one time or another. The only one that's really not here is Rob Liefeld. Right. Uh, and you know, other than creating Deadpool, it's really in my mind, it's it's people like Kelly who made Deadpool. Because really, in my opinion, when Lightfeld developed Deadpool, he's making him a villain. But it was these other writers that pulled out the gems over time. So, and again, these stories, they're all about, they're Deadpool at his bachelor party. Uh, and he makes a hint about uh, kind of a joke that uh, he's been before. So he's telling about his ten wives. And these stories get, they're all short, they're, they're all like boom, 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 boom. But like a good example is uh, the first one, Irish Ballerina Drop, shows some of the great things that have been done with Deadpool, with uh, this idea that they got all these Deadpool inventory stories from like the 60s and 70s before Deadpool was developed, yeah. which is what Deadpool 26 was, was an inventory story, wink, wink, uh, about a time in which Deadpool didn't exist. And they, then they, they're really good at going back and doing that matches at the time and the style. And basically, in this Operation Ballerina drop, uh, Miss Marvel um, gets hitched to Deadpool. That's great. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the other things that I liked about this is, again, it shows some of the depth around Deadpool. Um, Fanged, I believe it is, um, talks about one of his wives, and you find out that in the end, um, really what's going on here is a story about Deadpool trying to preserve himself and the things that one's mind will do. Um, the Niagara Bride, which is the one where I'm at the end of it, I'm like, oh, why aren't the cops here? But when you when you look at that story, it's really about Deadpool being kind and taking care of someone else. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they all kind of show these different aspects of Deadpool. They're just, again, boom, 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 five pages in, but you see these fun, you see these quirky, and in many ways, um, you see who I would like to see him get married to, who is copycat, um, his pre-Weapon X girlfriend, Vanessa, who's a mutant who shifts shapes. Um, and she shows up through, uh, I think, three or four of these stories. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I I really wish I would have read them. Um, but, but here's my big question. Did, did you think it was worth nine ninety nine? Uh, no. I mean, I, I haven't read the extra stories, but I don't know. I guess my, my question was, how often do people get married? And it's a big deal in the Marvel Universe. And how often does Deadpool get married? Um, but yeah, it was 
Ugh. Yeah, nine ninety nine is not not the amount I want to spend on one book. I enjoyed it, but again, nine ninety nine. When I dropped down at my LCS, mm-hmm. and he saw the price, I must have been the first person to have bought one. <laughs> and he just looked at it and he goes, oh, $9.99. I said, I know. And the thing is, you know, Marvel puts digital codes in a lot of their books. Yeah. And one of them they haven't been putting a code in, probably because it's $2.99, is Deadpool. Really? Uh, and this, and with this one, again, there's nothing to indicate on the front of it that there is a, a digital code inside. And I looked at it and I said, I know, and not even a digital code. <laughs> so I was very, very surprised when there was a digital code in there. Because I like to read my books once, physically, and then if it's got a digital code, if I need to dig into it, I like to use the digital at that point. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, overall, what would you rate this book? I mean, I, I, we're not one to do ratings on this show, but um, I don't, how well did you like it? Uh, you know what? If you ask me to rate it, I'd have to probably get a 3.75 for story. I, again, some of, some of the 10 stories are a mixed bag for me. Mm-hmm. And the actual main story itself, the wedding, really feels like it's the beginning. That, that's your typical 22, 23-page story right there. It's not a lot of excitement, and it feels like it's definitely kicking into some future stuff. It's the beginning of something. Yeah. So... I mean, it's, it's not your typical, like, guns going off constantly. There's a few fights in there, but nothing, like, really, really major. It's And it's definitely not a, a typical Deadpool story. Right. As an event, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Because okay. you had the cover, the the fact that they brought back these authors, including some that are working for DC. Um, it's nicely put together. You got the digital code. It looks nice. The paper felt good. Hmm. You? Um, I mean, considering I didn't read it all, so I guess just uh, basing it totally off of the wedding story, um, I'd probably give it about a four, um, just because it is one of those rare moments in um, Deadpool history where um, you feel good reading the whole the whole book there's not a whole lot of um cringing going on because he just you know slaughtered somebody or um or you know there wasn't a lot of grossness in this which i i don't care about but um i felt good when i was done reading that story and i was excited to see what came next um still i don't know that it's worth 10 10 bucks <laughs> well where i'm at is so I've been, I've read the first two arcs in trade, so not on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. The third arc, that basically the Deadpool versus Shield, I've been reading that because I've been reviewing it over at WelcomeToLevel7.com because of the Shield influence. And what I don't know is where I'm going to go from here. And one of the things that Ben and I talked about is, you know, am, am I going to review this for Welcome to Level Seven, which I decided not to? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, it doesn't have a big Shield influence in it. I'm not going to do it. For us, that's just for David and me. <laughs> and uh, we again, you open up this first few pages, you know, you you got a lot a big shield influence, 
And I'm kind of wondering, you know, in the future, we continue, will we continue to have Preston and Adsit there on a regular basis? Will this will be a, continue to be a half Deadpool story and a half Shield story, or am I finally free to quit reading it? <laughs> because again, as much as I love Deadpool mm-hmm. and I read everything I can get my hands on that are Deadpool, I'm like you. I've got Ultimate, so I've got that whole library. Yeah. And and I'm you know we're at different places. I'm starting now with Cable and Deadpool. I'm just beginning to read through that. Uh, and so I don't need the weekly. I'm not the weekly, the monthly at the moment. Right. Um, so I, just, I don't know if 28 will be in my library. Yeah, I mean, I know it won't be in mine just because I don't read monthly. I mean, usually it's... Um, yeah, I usually only pick up, like, big events or um, if something's coming out and I think it's interesting, if it sounds interesting, um, I'll, I'll pick it up. But... Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. So, um, let's, I'm trying to think of where to go from here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess. I feel like it's a love letter. Yeah. Time work with a month. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, let's go ahead and just kind of wrap it up. Um, Daniel, uh, we do recommendations on this podcast, and you know that because you listen to the show. Do you have anything that you would want to recommend to people outside of um, issue 27? Um, I would recommend that people go check out Aquaman and the Others. Uh, issue uh, number one just came out. I know you guys love Aquaman over here on Geek This. I have no problem with Aquaman. Okay, it's, it's Hunt then. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I, I believe I've heard the Sea King's name besmirched on here. And as a close personal friend of Aquaman, <laughs> I have a, certi- a certificate that proves this. I have to make sure to show for him as often as possible. Yes, DC now has Aquaman in two separate titles every month now. Okay. And the others, um, the others are a group, the pre-Justice League affiliation that Aquaman had in the New 52. Interesting. And when they were created by Jeff Johns and his crew, they were brilliant and exciting, and I've loved them. And the two stories that I've seen in an annual and in a pickup, uh, a filling up issue since, uh, fell a little flat for me. But I'm really hoping Aquaman and the others, um, which is, you know, the first issue was an origin issue, so it started a little slow for me. But I'm hoping it really picks up and it gets exciting because I love some of this team, like the operative. I want to know more about the operative. But you don't know who the operative is. It's he's the world's greatest spy. Well, with a name like that, you have to be. And when you take off his mask, because he's masked like Deadpool, he's a senior citizen. Ah. Spoilers. Sorry. That's all right. I think by this time, you know, it's been over a year, so. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds yeah. Good. So the Aquaman and the others, and and I've been debating: Am I going to continue to follow up monthly? Or if I'm going to just get trades, but uh, the bad thing is I'm probably going to get it monthly. So don't tell, <laughs> don't tell Ben, because so, he's trying to encourage me to move to trades on that. So, <laughs> what are you reading? I'm oh. recommending. You know, uh, I'm trying to think. Is it going to be something Batman? 
Actually, I am so Batmaned out, it's not even funny. I'm ready to finish our Batman on film series. I know, people... I, I think I, I've said it before. Come on, there's a Batman 66 movie. You know that, right? That series had a movie, too. Yeah, we, we've... We we watched the movie. We reviewed the movie. Okay, okay, you did cover. Okay, okay. Yeah, we have done so much Batman. I love Batman. I really do. But I cannot wait to be to be finished with that part of the series. And and listeners know that I'm I'm ready to move on. Um, but let's see. Then you'll start your Superman series. Uh, I'm not ready for that yet. Come on, Superman four. That's what I hear. I've not seen it. I don't. If you can watch Sharknado, you can watch Superman <laughs> Four. Oh. Which, by the way, I I know that I told you this earlier. I really appreciated you reviewing Sharknado, so I never have to watch it. Oh man. See, that's the thing. Those, um, uh, what 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 Daniel's referencing, if you're new to the podcast, is I've done some bad movie minisodes. That's what I call them, where I just find a bad movie on Netflix. I watch it and I just it's not so much a review as it is just me being able to let out a little bit of nerd rage because we don't do that here on the podcast much but on those episodes that's what they're for um uh and I am I am more than happy to watch a bad movie and tell people never to watch it so yeah thank you thank you it is not worth your time your energy I mean I don't know. Watch watch two episodes of Breaking Bad instead of watching that show, that movie. Boy, that was bad. Um, you know this is this is not a geek thing, um, but I actually just finished a book called Moment Maker by Carlos Whitaker. Um, he's a he's a worship leader, um, and musician kind of guy, and that is a really really inspiring book, um, and. Um, it's. I have another podcast I'm kind of doing when I get the chance, um, but basically, that book is about um, finding and creating moments in your life that are special and meaningful, and um, doing something more with your life than just sitting on the couch watching TV. Um, that's a, a personal goal of mine, and um, something that I encourage everybody um, to do. And, and you definitely want to check out that book. Um, I'll have links and all that jazz, but so good. And I know it's not comic books, so nobody slay me or anything like that, because I didn't say a comic book or a movie or a cartoon or anything. But yeah, that's my recommendation for the week. There you go. I wrote it down. All right. I don't um, promise to read it soon, sadly, but that's because I'm backed up on some other stuff. That's all right. <laughs> um. Well, Daniel, I want to say thanks for coming on the podcast. You're always, excuse me, you're always more than welcome to come back on whenever, you, you know, you decide you don't want to talk to Ben if you guys have a dispute or, you know, if somebody pranks you on April Fool's and um, makes you feel really bad. So me, so me, so me. I honestly, I wish I would have pranked Ben and not you with that because, you know, he got me with Catwoman. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is just to even it out, you could always get him on to talk about the, the uh, Great Lakes Avengers, and you'll you'll just have to sit through four hours of it because that's how long 
it'll take for him to just completely discuss keeping middle America safe. But, uh, you know, you can always, you can always ask him, you know, cause I know he's got a lot to say about those, those Avengers that aren't on the East coast or the West coast. And I won't let him talk about it <laughs> over at welcome to level seven neck up. So, uh, but yes, you are more than welcome to come on. I've had Ben on here once before. So once is enough, right? Yeah. Well, and here's the good thing, though. When you're talking about Deadpool, and if we learned anything from variant covers in the Marvel Universe, um, your ratings are going to spike because Deadpool sells. So, congratulations. Awesome. Awesome. Let everybody know what Welcome to Level 7 is if they haven't figured it out already and how they can get a hold of you on the interwebs. So, Welcome to Level 7 is an unofficial podcast of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so we're a little bit different than other Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcasts because we are open to the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, so we do do your typical, like, this is our episode review, but during the downtimes and hiatuses, we will talk about all sorts of stuff that is connected to the MCU, so we actually even have an episode about... Um, that Whedon Shakespeare movie that's completely skipping my brain right at the moment. Much Ado About Nothing. Yes. Um, and we've got a review of all the MCU movies. Um, so we're there every week. Welcome to Level7.com. We're on Twitter at, um, I gotta look, at Level7Pod. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash, um, I can't remember now. I gotta look. <laughs> so can you oh, backslash welcome to level seven yes um and then i also write about disney because did you realize that uh deadpool uh, shockingly enough is a disney character isn't that weird it's crazy and i love it you only have to buy the cubs and then they'll have everything i own <laughs> i love uh so i, I write about disney at between disney.com and my actual me not been in me together twitter page is at between disney awesome well, thank you so much again. Um, it's nice to be able to geek out about stuff like that, and that's what this podcast is for. Exactly. It's in the name. That's right, and that's why I named it this. In fact, I'm just going to throw this out there. The podcast was originally called Geek This, Nerd That, because I didn't want to offend any um, uh, segments of pop culture. And then I said, forget it. I don't care anymore. I just want to know where I can get a pocket protector because I'm often putting pins in my pocket and I know one of these days I'm going to get a leakage. Um, well, maybe I should invest in those since we are the po the podcast um, that talks about pop culture with a pocket protector. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I still don't know if that's the tagline officially. I mean... Yeah. It, it's on a cover art, so whatever. Whatever. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 38 of Geek This Podcast. Um, I am Dave Clements with my buddy Daniel Butcher. Um, I'm hoping that the next episode, David Hunt and Mike Kastriva will be back and we'll finish up Batman. Hopefully we'll get around to talking about Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and um, that crazy episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Maybe. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but if we don't, go over to welcome, welcome to level7.com and listen to Ben and Daniel 
talk about it because it's a fantastic couple of episodes. So until then, thanks for listening. We did it. We got a Deadpool episode. Oh, man. We only planned this for, what, seven, eight months? Oh, my gosh. It feels like forever.